0: Hi and welcome to episode 3 of the Big W Podcast for the Wurruby Football Club. I'm Kevin Hill, you're with me, Mitch Brown. G'day Mitch. G'day Kev, how are you going? Oh yeah, still smarting a bit from the weekends. Well, I know the feeling, I have to
1: say. It was a, a tough one to swallow and a bit of a familiar feeling, but not for the right reasons. I yeah, so.
0: well uh, previously last year down at Torquay, was a game snatched in the in the last couple of minutes by a couple of goals from Geelong, and uh, this year, different, sort of different uh, way that it panned out, but again, it was a three-point margin, and uh, yeah, just uh, sort of snatched. We nearly snatched it. Yeah,
1: well, well what really hurt about that game last year, obviously, was the fact that we got uh, nine points in front and looked like we had it won, and then um, sure enough, Geelong, two quick goals and snatched it back, but um, this would have been a real steal on the weekend because uh, as part of that comeback, 33 points down about 10 minutes into the last quarter, um, never got back in front but um, but G came close ball deep in attack uh, when the siren sounded so um,
0: yeah three three points it's um, always a tough one to swallow. Certainly is. Uh, coming up, we'll talk to Michael Barlow. Of course, uh, not only playing uh, back at Worby this year, but uh, in, the, uh, in the coaching role as an assistant coach looking after the midfield. Uh, so we'll talk to Mick uh, shortly. And also the king of the uh, Avalon Airport barbecue is going to join us, Jimmy Masterton. Now, Jimmy's a volunteer at the club, has been for a number of years now. And we wanted to sort of reinforce uh, how important it is and how satisfying it is to be a volunteer at our footy club. You Don't just come in and do a job and go, yeah, good on you. You're part of the club. You're a really important part of the club and we'd love you to be involved, love you to be part of our community. So uh, all you have to do is uh, just contact us at the club. It's very simple. Pick the phone up and give us a buzz uh, or uh, have a look on the website. We've got a whole range of volunteer uh, positions that uh, that we need uh, to be filled. So uh, we'd love to hear from you and uh, love to have you as part of our club.
1: Not all footy, uh, directly oh, no, footy absolutely. related as well, it's worth stating. You might enjoy the football but feel like you don't have the specific knowledge for that. That's okay because there are other roles available as
0: well. Well, Jimmy's in the barbecue and he needs helpers there. Uh, the podcast, of course, uh, is proudly sponsored by the Australian Building Company. You can visit their new display home. That's New Haven Display Village up in Tarnate. Skybus for fast, frequent, and affordable airport transfers. Corio Waste Management. Uh, you can give them a buzz and check out uh, their details. CorioWM.com.au or give them a call on 1300 267 4696 and Churnsides by the River. Uh, our event uh, function centre. Uh, right there at uh, Avalon Airport Oval uh, with a Facebook page so you can check that out there's a website for Churnside's by the river uh, or you can just give the club a call on 974 and and talk to Deanne she'll run you through all the details of uh, what's going on. Quick little recap of the game uh, on the weekend, uh, just the best players and the uh, and the goal kickers Maxi uh named as uh, the best on ground, Tommy Gribble uh, Spencer, Riccardi, Barrick and Brew all uh, made good contributions Riccardi kicked three uh, Bjorkic B Two Nick Coghlan kicked two. Would have loved to have kicked that third one, wouldn't you, Nick? Uh, Munro, Hebron, Henderson, House, Clayton. It's, it's cruel when you pick one out of a, a whole game. That, oh, that well, when you have those sorts of margins, Kev,
1: three points, you can go back and you can pick five out all these them. little yeah, things. So, ten. yeah, that's exactly right. It never hinges on one moment. It probably hinges on three quarters where you didn't play your best footy. But uh,
0: anyway, that's how it goes sometimes. Good crowd there on uh, on the weekend. Uh, it was terrific to see the ground uh, full when I got there because. Uh, North Melbourne were playing Essendon in the in, in the curtain race eh, if you want to call it that but a double header at uh, Avalon Airport over on the weekend that was really good.
1: Yeah fantastic atmosphere there and um, yeah good to see good numbers remaining throughout the day and um, and gee there was some pretty good crowd noise uh, in that last quarter when we started to get close <laughs> and um, and look good support for Geelong as well when they um, it was a bit of a cheer that went up when uh, when they managed to hold on in the end so uh, you always do expect to get uh, good support for Geelong obviously a very well supported club um, but just down the road as well as well. So it was great to see a good turnout there, a good turnout from our own and a good turnout from the North and the Essendon folk as well.
0: Absolutely. All right. One of our favourite sons has returned to Avalon Airport Oval. He is coming up right now. Michael Barlow, welcome to the Big W Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Mate, uh, give us the update on your injury, where you're at and when you're you're likely to be back maybe.
2: Um, yeah, I think there's a few moving pieces around probably the second part of that question initially. Um, yeah, a few moving pieces around my availability. I'm feeling really good and the recovery has been, um, you know, absolutely outstanding. The First week after got the surgery really quickly, really fortunate to have um, A-grade medical staff and... Um, Dr Naomi Harris is fantastic getting me into to surgery really quickly so that's um, given me every opportunity to, to recover really quickly and be, be available um, sooner rather than later to kind of I suppose uh, guessing a little bit as I said I, I do feel really good so I'll hopefully I'll train tomorrow night um, which will be Wednesday night um, and see how it all, all feels and pulls up and um, kind of make make some assessments from around there but yeah um, yeah, in terms of in terms of how it's gone, I couldn't couldn't be happier with with how it's coming along.
1: Mick, Mitch here. In terms of a, a silver lining for the last couple of weeks, having to uh, sit out, uh, has it been a good experience for you and a good part of your development, getting the chance to sit in the coach's box and get a different perspective on things rather than having to try to take that all in uh, on the field as a player?
2: Yeah, Mitch, it's been um, yeah learning on the run a little bit with the, with the role uh, in terms of playing and coaching and. Um, Mixing the two, really fortunate to have Jack uh, Fitzpatrick as as um, you know assisting me with the midfield stuff. So he's got eyes on eyes on the ground when I'm when I'm playing. Um, over the past couple of weeks, I haven't haven't uh, subdued myself uh, to the to the coach's box. I've been down on the boundary line with the headset on and hearing everything that goes on up there anyway with through that headset. And it's um, very interesting, I suppose. Uh, coming from a playing background and and now understanding exactly what they do say about you when you're out there, so it's, <laughs> it's uh it's been there's been some uh yeah eye opening I suppose an eye opening element to it, but really enjoyed the past couple of weeks. Obviously, I'd really like to be out there playing and contributing, but that'll that'll happen soon. So you're right, you've got to take a glass half full, of an opportunity to to fill the coaching bucket, and um yeah learn learn more about myself as a coach um, on a game day and kind of the moving parts that come with it which um, you know it's challenging when when players are out of the game how to kind of try and get them into the game or or on the other hand when a players going really well how to how to best maximize that um, and also identifying trends um, within within the state of the game when you're just standing on the sideline um, yeah trying to give us an advantage so I've enjoyed it, but uh would like to get out there um, you know, fairly
0: quickly. From a coaching point of view, is it frustrating the first three quarters on, on the weekend uh, and how how the, how the it's kind of panned out? And then the last quarter, which was almost a totally different, uh, totally different game and uh, a totally different-looking side was running around out there in that last quarter. Is that frustrating from a coaching point of view?
2: Yeah, I, I think it was a frustrating day for us as, as a club. I mean, we... Um, We'd really, um, we have been outplayed, you know, significantly from, from the opening bounce, bounce and that was credit to Geelong, the way they, uh, prepared and came into the game and, and essentially they just out-competed us. We were really disappointed in our first quarter. Um, you know, we were beaten from a contest point of view, they smacked us in contested ball, but also smacked us in tackles, um, which, which kind of gives you an indication of, of where our group was at, um. So we didn't really give our, our, ourselves a chance, and uh, to, to be in the game, um, and I think Geelong probably should have been further out in front for, for a lot of the game. So the last quarter, yeah, it was great. We nearly we nearly pinched it, and it would have been you obviously would have loved to love to get, get the result, um, which happens sometimes. You're not going to play well at all, and you get to find a way to win is a really pleasing aspect. But uh, in, in reality, um, it would have been theft if we had have had won the game on the weekend. along outplayed us in all asset, um, aspects for for a large part of the game, outside of probably the last ten or twelve minutes, um, where where we really came hard. Which, as you say, it's pleasing, but um, at the same time, uh, yeah, we, we've got a lot of work to do if we want if we want to be um, you know, up around the mark this year because we perform like we did on the weekend uh, for for. Yeah, to, for that period of, of games, and um, you know, we're not we're not doing ourselves any favors,
1: Mick. You're talking about that contested ball, and a lot of that comes from the midfield, I suppose, at the stoppages and, and Geelong getting on top there. That's obviously your domain as a coach in that situation. What are you looking to do to try to turn that around?
2: Yeah, you're right, Mitch. I mean, the the, the stop, like it was the contest, the tackle, and the stoppage numbers were were really really poor. So as a as a mid group, we really held the team captive and. Um, yeah, you feel a real ownership of it uh, especially when you're not playing um, I was out there on the weekend on the, on the sideline and, and you're really aware of the numbers and the fact um, you know, visually watching the game that they were getting on top from, from the spread um, so they were winning, not only winning clearance but they were also spreading um, really well and effectively and our, our mids especially were, were really poor in locating um, dangerous op- opposition for uh, mids so uh, we, we tried a few different things across the weekend um, we probably would, you know put our hand up and say that a couple of things we went into the game with, with some plans didn't work early adjusted a couple of them which turned it a little bit um, you know probably from mid, midway through the second quarter which, which is good and that's again for my, my learning and development that when things aren't going your way you've got to have your plan B and C and, and D and try different personnel and different setups to, to get the ball rolling but um, you know, we gave we gave the players just a directive at the quarter time break that um, it's mainly an intent thing. We've got to we've got to compete, um, you know, and then everything else, you know, hopefully will come along and and it slowly did. Um, but yeah, I, I loved uh, I suppose reflection. I'm, I'm big on reflection nowadays in the coaching industry. Reflecting on the game on the weekend, it was great to, um, you know, experience. Well, it was beneficial to experience being in a game where. You've planned for stuff. It hasn't gone right, and then right. And Choco was great. Choco's put put some different things in place for us, which um, you know, which gave me some confidence to to really go with that plan B and C and D. And and eventually we got we turned the game around a little bit in terms of um, contest and clearance and tackle. But um, you know, the horse had effectively bolted. Um, but again, like we'll look at some some really positive. Things to come out of it. Tom Gribble played a really, really good game, especially his last quarter and quarter and a half. He kind of really led the way in, in a desire to win the game. Um, and then, um, you know, other guys, Keegan Gray is probably another one who who had a really quiet first half and was given a different responsibility in the second half and, and came into it and um, yeah showed us something something that we know we knew he had and has, um, uh, but hadn't been contributing that aspect of his game consistently across the first part of the year.
1: The one that I noticed, Mick, in terms of those plan Bs and Cs and, and mixing uh, mixing and changing guys around was uh, Max Augurinas going into the middle late in the game. And uh, seemed like the coaches were pretty happy with his work, um, putting him right at the top of the, the best players at the end of the game.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's been a player that, um, yeah, when he first rocked up, he'd been away actually on a holiday for, over part of the pre-season and, and came in like... I was scratching my head a little bit as to what what would get out of Max and um, what what his real strengths and what he he would bring bring to the table. Um, you know, obviously in discussions with players that have been here for a while and and probably Jeff Andrews specifically, Stu Bullock, um, guy coaches and and, um, and managing staff that have been around for a while, just said that yeah he's just a natural. He's a competitor. He plays football. It's, he's a footballer. There's no real um, at, uh, attributes that are setting him set him set him on like in terms of height or speed or or strength he's just he just knows how to play um, so we've really enjoyed his work as a forward um, and little hit, 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 bits and pieces through the middle th- through the preseason and in the first two rounds but yeah you're right Mitch, he was the one one of the players we thought right our midfield mix isn't really working let's try um, you know, max maxwell there a bit more and and he really, I think he really flourished. There were some elements of his game, again, that we'll, we'll look at and try and um, tidy up. Um, but, yeah, in terms of a, a four-quarter effort, we thought he was one that kind of kept us in the game early um, in, in a forward role and his pressure and his tackling, his hunt, and then, um, yeah, went into the midfield and found a bit of the ball and nearly had a chance. He was a bit dirty on himself. He nearly had a chance to pinch it right at the end. But I think without his work... Um, you know, we we wouldn't have um, been in anywhere near a situation that, that that would have been possible. So, yeah, pretty pleased with Max's form. I think we probably still see him as mainly, um, you know, high-pressure forward um, with our best, best mix out there, but to inject him in the midfield for five or six minutes a quarter is going to be something we'll do going forward.
0: Mick, from a coaching point of view, did uh, was Saturday a lot of uh, a learning curve for the coaching panel too in terms of structures uh, that we've been playing to that you might – uh, Make a few little tweaks with, moving into I the think, future.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think as a playing group and a coaching group, we learned a lot on the weekend. And I think the main one from from a whole club perspective was um, that I think playing Geelong, it probably went up ten percent. The the with, with all due respect to North and, and Cobo because we played in the first couple of rounds. Geelong um, probably has had a more depth. Uh, depth of quality in their in their lo- lineup and really noticeable their continuity between a group of players that have played a lot of football together um, so to come up against that as a playing group um, you know we have to be a lot more organized to, to handle what they throw at us and, and as a coaching group as well that um, that they threw some different little things at us that we were prepared for so we studied them really closely and knew that they liked to uh, chain from stoppage and and bring a bring a forward up around the stoppage, um, and we, we planned really effectively. We thought for that and, and took out some of their key personnel, but um, I think the cohesion between um, their group who'd played together for a little bit longer, um, just pro- they probably just had had an edge on us in in terms of adapting the game plans and um, adapting to the situation of the game. Um, yeah, you know, throughout the definitely the first three quarters. Anyway,
1: Mick, it looks like you could have another um, tough game on your hands next week. The Blues at Icon Park, which uh, has now moved, of course, from Preston City Oval. But uh, after a bit of a tough year last year, they look up and about early in the season. Um, have, have you had much of a chance to look at them and, and know what you'll be dealing with against the Blues on Saturday?
2: Well, we know, yeah, means We know they're three and zip, and they've they've won close games. So I think it's, there's a lot of um, a lot of similarities at the moment between. The AFL league and the, the VFL league, in terms of there's been some teams. I think Port Melbourne was zero and two going the weekend and got a win, but um, from all reports, could have easily been at least one and one. And and um and then I suppose Northern Blues is another one. I think they've won they've won their three, but uh, oh, sorry, they've won two. Um, having had the buy round one, I'm pretty sure, but both both by under a kick, so it can go either way. Um. But, we're, we're, yeah, we'll be preparing for their best. They haven't had, We've had a little bit of a look at their them, I suppose, inadvertently through when they played North Melbourne in the pre-season. Um, we did a bit of stuff, you know, leading up to the North Melbourne game. You know, so we had a little bit of a look at the Northern Blues in that aspect. But um, I think what, what we'll see from them is, um, you know, the, the continued development of their depth from an AFL perspective. The, you know, they had Jack Silvani running around that at VFL level for the first three weeks of most of the pre-season and then into the first part of the year. So someone of his class and calibre who's not getting a look in at AFL level would indicate that they bat pretty deep. Um, They're vfl listed players. They've they've got a handful that have have played for for quite some time now. So I think probably similar to the earlier discussion around Geelong, who've had uh, a club that has cohesed and, and developed and played a lot together now. I think that's probably starting to become the case for, for the Northern Blues. So, um, yeah, we'll be yeah preparing for their best. Um, probably get a good chance to go through their game um, from the weekend later today and, and tomorrow and prepare the boys uh, for what will be a really important game for us one week before the bye. Um, it be really important for us to turn three and one and, um, you know, fresh and... Freshen ourselves up physically and mentally and attack that second part of the year.
1: Well, we'll certainly look forward to seeing that contest unfold and we'll look forward to seeing you, Mick, uh, back out on the field sooner rather than later. Michael Barlow, thanks very much for your time this morning.
2: Thanks, Kev.
0: Appreciate it, Mitch. Some people call him Jimmy. We, of course, know him as the king of the barbecue at uh, Avalon Airport Oval. Hello, Jimmy Marston. How are you? Good, Kev, yourself? Very good. Uh, I'll have one with uh, onions, please, and a little bit of coleslaw. Uh, no, okay, I must admit, I'm a bit of nice. am a sucker for the hamburger with the lot. But uh, you are the king of the barbecue at uh, at Avalon Airport. Over. Tell us how how did you get there in the first place? How did we uh, how did we get your services?
3: Um, there was a person called uh, Mark Panalima who's now CEO was a CEO, and I um, knew him from the Western region when he ran that. And um he wanted a bit of help with the photocopy side of it and uh sorted him out there and then I suggested that he should have a barbecue down here. So that's where it all started from and I don't think I've ever looked back.
0: And, and look it's I've been quit. a it's it's been a it's been a terrific experience for both parties. I mean what you brought to the table obviously uh, in doing the barbecue for us uh, for match days and and you become a, a really integral part of the club.
3: Yeah, it's yeah, it's been good, and um, I've enjoyed my journey, and uh, like it's been fifteen years, and uh, had guys like Podsy down there, and he was my next door neighbour, and yeah, it's yeah, no, it's been good, but this year I think I found it more. A lot of people are respecting what I've done over the years, which has been really good, and know, I've enjoyed it. I love, enjoy, enjoy down there, and um, yeah, it's fun. Jimmy
1: Mitch here. In terms of some of the experiences, the um, the more memorable ones that you've had, and um, and the opportunities that it's given you, um, can you uh, is there anything there that comes to mind? Anything that you
3: can outline for us? Um, yeah, I think I think what feels good, you're actually making money to make the club better.
0: Yep.
3: And you know, then the club kind of like give back to you. So, like on. I don't know if, uh, Kev, you remember this, when James ran out for his hundreds yep. um, at Werribee. Um, my two kids uh, had the Werribee jumpers on and they ran out with him. Yep. You know, just things like that, you know. it's Yeah, it's been a really good experience. And, um, yeah, that's that's a good mem- memory. But, um, yeah, look, I think it's a key of uh, just, you know, knowing you can help out in any aspect and, you know, it's not only the barbecue I do, I do, you know, the um, printers as well down there. And um, also, uh, you know, get sponsors over the years. I think I've got a fair few sponsors for them and helped out in that way. So, yeah, it's, and it's like anything. It, you've just got to jump in and do it and help out everyone, you know. And it's, that's what I'm about.
0: And, the, I mean, obviously you've made uh, some friends at the club who are friends for life.
3: Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. And, um, you know, guys like Ash, it's been there in the properties, and, uh, you know, Dougie, and, yeah, Mark, Stewie, yourself. Yeah, no, it's been really good. And, um, yeah, it's been a good, memorable time. And I think, anything, it's kept me, yeah, going over the things that I've gone through, help wise, and other things. So, you know, it's. You've got to get involved in these things and uh, you know a lot of people talk about mental health well you know i've been through a whole of a lot over the last probably seven eight years and just to have the club there and to lean back on the club it's just
0: fantastic yeah no it's obviously that's that's been terrific for both now i've got to ask you the secret to well uh, you know cooking 100 snacks at a time and uh, 20 burgers that are going there is there a, is there an art to it jim is there a, is there a jimmy Master tip we can take away from here
3: yeah, make sure you've got them lined up properly, mate, and they're cooking away. And, uh, yeah, like that day, it was a bit chaotic. I think it was 500 snags that went out off the barbie and 300 hamburgers, you know, make sure the burgers are flat, flat as anything, so they cook quicker. Yeah, so other than that, there's no other way, mate. You just get in there and do it.
1: So, obviously, there's uh, plenty of other jobs other than uh, barbecuing and photocopying <laughs> that need to be done down at Werribee Jimmy. For anyone who's sitting back thinking, uh, oh, yeah, maybe I'll get involved in something like that, but I'm not quite sure. What's your pitch? What do you say to them to get them over the line?
3: Oh, just just get involved. It's just a great atmosphere. And, like, with the new rooms and everything, and, you know, the people around you, you know, it just yeah, just get involved. And, you know, because, it's, yeah, yeah, we always need helpers. And, um, you know, come down and enjoy it, enjoy the time and get to know some of the players, even. You know, it's really good. Like this year, I've found just getting to know a lot more of the players. You know, it's fantastic. You know, it's a great atmosphere. And um, yeah, they should. everyone should just jump on board and just have a good time and enjoy it. You know, help out if they can. If they can't, you know, just come down and support us at least.
0: Jimmy, we appreciate what you've done for the club uh, over a number of years now and we look forward to uh, many more in the future, mate. Thanks for your time today on our podcast. Not a problem, Kev. Thank you, Kev. Thank you, Mitch. You just take care. Have a good day. All right. Uh, that uh, brings us to the close of uh, Episode 3 of the Big W Podcast. And, of course, that's with thanks to our great sponsors, the Australian Building Company, making the great Aussie home affordable again. You can check out their display home uh, at uh, New, Dis- New Haven Display Village in Tarnit. Churnsides by the River, 9741 Ring the club. Talk to Deanne. Now, you've got a birthday coming up. If you've got a bar mitzvah coming up, you've got a wake, you've got a – whatever it is, uh, come and have a look at the uh, at the venue. You'll see that it, uh, you can do anything you like up there virtually, any event whatsoever. Yes, it
1: certainly proved to be a very versatile function space. Uh, now, if you've got a citizenship ceremony you're wanting to Have one of
0: those. We have business conferences, all sorts of things They're there.
1: probably not so much private events, those citizenship ceremonies, are they, Kev? Anyway, very that's all right. one
0: yes. double six double eight is the number. Corio Waste Management, Clean, Efficient and Sustainable Waste Management Services – and Skybus. Uh, there's two uh, places you can be picked up in wherever You can check that out on their website, Fast, Frequent and Affordable Airport Transfers. We thank them for their support of our podcast. Next home game. Is the first of June against Casey? You can book for the uh, the pre-game lunch uh, on the uh, on the online uh, website. But we should mention that this week's game, in some uh, uh, publications that you will look at, is listed to be played at Preston City Oval. Yes, that's that's right that it's listed to be at uh, Preston
1: City Oval, but it's wrong that it's at Preston City Oval. It has in fact now been moved. It will be at Icon Park or Princess Park. Uh, and that'll be a 2 o'clock kickoff uh, against uh, uh, the Northern Blues, I should say, uh, for our first game on the road for 2019.
0: And uh, the website, all the uh, latest news is on the website. To all always the is, Kev. And uh, the Facebook page is uh, very busy, very active, and lots always going on there. Just doing what we can and uh, you'll see our Gordon uh, Player of the Week and a whole lot more uh, being posted up there during the week. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks, Kev. Uh, We'll be back uh, next week for another uh, podcast, uh, episode number four on the way, but uh, get out to Icon Park on uh, Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock, and see the boys take on the Northern Players.